Welcome, fellow wine lovers. This is the Wine Ghost Podcast. I'm Mate Vash, sommelier and seeker of hidden stories behind the wine labels. For wine tasting clips and video interviews with my guests, please look for the Wine Ghost on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But now, please grab a glass and listen to how today's ghost got out of the bottle. The 45th episode is about a winemaker whose unforgettable hospitality has started a sparkle in me for the entire Wine Ghost podcast, but more about that in the podcast. Ivano Cobelli creates memorable wines with his two older brothers about 15 minutes away from Trento, northern Italy. The organic Cobelli vineyards are less than 5 hectares in size and located on a chalk plain which is actually very untypical to the region, so it imparts an unmatchable character to the wines. Ivano explained the pergola system and its relevance to the region, described local native varieties like the Noziola and Teroldago, which we also tasted together during the podcast. Besides, you can learn how the vineyard select your indigenous yeast with a bucket, how the Cabellica Wurstramina shines with its dryness and the story of how he inspired me to look for the ghosts in the wine world for truly memorable wine experiences. As a Patreon, you also get to watch the entire podcast in video format, besides knowing my entire guest list in advance, as well as submitting your own questions to them through me. So consider checking out joining by the link in the description. I've also just uploaded a new tasting video to the Wine Ghost YouTube and Instagram channel, which features the differences between Roter and Grüne Wettliner, two indigenous Austrian white varieties. But now, grab a bottle and enjoy. And one more thing, I want to build a community, and I want you to be part of the Wine Ghost team as well. With your small but generous Patreon contribution, you can now have access to my list of future guests, submit your questions to the guests and even take part in a monthly online meetup with me and other wine ghost members to discuss the episodes, rising questions, memorable wine experiences and much more. You can find the link to my Patreon site in the show notes and I greatly appreciate every help and I will do my best to live up to it. Thank you. Ivano, it's good to see you again. Welcome to the, welcome to the wine ghost podcast. It's good to see you. Thank you very much. And um, are you at home right now, or in the in the winery, or? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the in, uh, in the in the winery. Because we already talked uh, off the record that I already visited you two years ago with some of my friends from Austria, yeah. and uh, we had a re- really memorable uh, experience there. And also, I uh, still remember of this uh, cellar, and then you played guitar to us, and we really, I think, became kind of friends uh, after a two, after a couple of hours, and then you took us to. Uh, <laughs> To an Italian house party, and it was like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it was wonderful. For me, it's the magic of of the wine. So you can you can become friend uh, in one hour as uh, in one in one year with a glass of wine or a bottle or three or four bottles. It depends. Yeah, even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember it. Uh, I remember it uh, so very well. Mm. And can you tell us uh, maybe where are you uh, in, the, in the wine world? So where is maybe the winery located and how many hectares yeah. do you have? And just some words about the vineyards. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we are uh, located in uh, North Italy, 
uh, in the Trentino region, in Trentino Alto Adige region. Uh, we are like uh, 15 uh, minutes from away from uh, Trento. Mm. And uh, we are in a little, very, in a very little town that uh, is named uh, Sorni. Sorni, we are like uh, four, uh, 400 people. And uh, we live in a, in a very little group of houses that is uh, named Maso. So we are uh, 30 people. 30 people. Mm. Uh, the Maso is, uh, is located at uh, 400 meters high. Uh, and uh, all our vineyards are based uh, around the Maso. So we are lucky because uh, we have uh, nine hectares now, like nine hectares close to us or less. And uh, they are all in one piece, all in one piece. Because uh, our, uh, our reality, our winery uh, started in the 2008 because uh, our father died in 2005. And he was uh, first a uh, wine growers, but also a winemaker. But uh, he was used to make wine only for his friends. He was used to make like uh, 30 hectoliters of wine that were drunk only in the winery. So without sending any, any liters, mm -hmm. all with friends, all uh, party making and uh, friends uh, making. Uh -huh. No bottles uh, survived. <laughs> no, but exactly. And uh, so he, uh, in the 2005, uh, he died and uh, we, we keep uh, the vineyards and uh, we had some vineyards, some apples. And uh, we had some vineyards that were uh, a bit uh, far from home. So we, we sell them and we had the possibility to buy some, some uh, hectares. Uh, near our home. So now we made uh, this uh, strange, uh, strange reality that is nine hectares all in one piece. Because in Tentino, we have a lot of uh, little pieces because, uh, because of the, we call it fermentation. I don't know the, the right mm -hmm. word in English, but there were problems after the Second World War where uh, people having uh, some hectares uh, and uh, uh, splitting them for the sons uh, uh, created like, uh, mm -hmm. first you have uh, one hectare, then you have uh, half an hectare and half an hectare that becomes uh, with the other sons uh, wow. uh, one quart. Uh, and so a lot of, uh, a lot of hectares were, uh, were destroyed or were abandoned and uh, and so normally in Tentino, if you are a wine grower, you have uh, one hectare in a piece, one hectare in another piece, but we are very lucky. So we have all these nine hectares in one piece and uh, in a very special one because uh, we are located uh, up on a, a choke, uh, up on a choke soil. We have a, a special uh, choke vein your vineyards were not far from the winery, so we could walk down there. The, the street. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because because uh, the, the the winery is in the center of the of yeah. the vineyard, so we have all uh, all that. Uh, we have uh, a lot of 
We have a lot of varieties because we have uh, Chardonnay, we have uh, Pinot Noir, we have uh, Nuziola, that is, uh, a, is a, a native variety from mm. Trentino. We have Terodigo, that is another one, a native variety from Trentino. We have Gewürztraminer and uh, oh, we have Schiava, that is another native variety uh, from Trentino. Mm. So, we have only nine hectares, but we have a lot of varieties. And uh, with them, we make a lot of uh, wines because now we are labeling like, uh, we have uh, 10 different labels. Ah, and we have, uh, we have also a new one that is uh, Riesling that okay. uh, we planted in 2017. That is the only, the only vineyard that we have far from, uh, from our winery that is located in uh, Cembra Valley, that is another, another very special valley in, in Trentino. Nice. And, uh, can, can, you, can you first maybe show us this rock? Because I, I'm sorry, I just... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's like yeah. a big hey. chalk tank. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... Uh, with, with this, I think that you can buy it uh, for 2,000 years on a blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, this kind of soil is very unique in Trentino, and but it's not very common uh, in uh, in Italy. Say it's not very common in Italy. It's more common. Is uh, more named, for example, in Champagne or uh, in the in the area of Sherry, because uh, it was. Uh, it's a rock that uh, you can you can find where a lot of years ago where uh, little uh, little uh, yeah, sea or uh, or oceans mm. and where uh, where planktons and uh, and uh, sal and saline uh, compounds mm. uh, were used to to depositate to deposit it. and. Uh, with uh, the tectonic movement, they become up, and so mm. now we have uh, these mm. uh, these strange uh, these strange kind of soil because uh, you can find it uh, in a area that is uh, like uh, five uh, no one kilometers long and uh, three kilometers deep, mm. so is a very is a very little piece of uh, heart. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, what, what does it give to the wine, actually? Why do you think it's uh, so special? Good question. Good, good question. Good question. To the wine, uh, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of chemical uh, studies that uh, talks about it, but uh, I can say without uh, telling uh, how the compounds are based, but I can tell that with the chalk, you can keep uh, more acidity with the same level of maturation of, of uh, the same level of ripening of the grape. Because uh, the chalk is a calcar soil, mm. is a basic soil. So we have pH that goes uh, from uh, 8 to 8.3. Mm -hmm. And uh, with this kind of pH, with the good uh, with the right uh, vines, 
you can uh, you can keep the acidity because nowadays uh, we also with the climate changing uh, with a lot of uh, problems the the fact is to have a lot of acidity to preserve your wine to preserve uh, your product and uh, the problem is that if you want to keep the acidity or you harvest earlier but if you harvest too if if, if you harvest too early the problem is that maybe the the grape is not uh, is not prepared is not uh, is not ripe enough uh, mm. to to create uh, compounds that in the nose and uh, also in the mouth are uh, are good or are in mm. the yeah and, the, uh, uh, yeah exactly but with the chalk so we can we can uh, we, we cannot see the acidity so it's not our problem so we harvest the grape when uh, it's ripe, when it's uh, when it's mature, and we have a lot of acidity, but we have also a very good uh, ripening that uh, you can uh, okay you can manage it to to obtain uh, what you want. So we can uh, we can have a good uh, a ripe uh, tomate, but also we can keep the, we can keep the the, the grape on the on the plant to obtain a good uh, good white wine, good still white wine. And uh, yeah, I can say also that this kind of uh, this kind of soil, as all uh, calcar soil, gives to the wine more uh, more compounds, more uh, more salinity, mm -hmm. more sapidity, and uh, and that that's all. Nice. And can you? Thanks for this little introduction, and I think uh, we should also mention that how your vineyards are also located, right? And also how high are they? And uh, because you you already told us in in German when we were over there, but I think <laughs> yeah, uh, there you have a very special <laughs> special um, system how the vineyards are looking. I think. Uh, yeah, it's that. Uh, but, uh, we have we have vineyards that goes from uh, two hundred. Uh, 250 meters high to uh, five, 500. Uh -huh. And uh, we have a, a very uh, traditional uh, method of... Uh, of uh, yeah, like this uh, pergola system, but you probably... Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? We have a very, very special uh, training form that is mm -hmm. called pergola, pergola trentina. So you don't have uh, as a guillot Cordone spronato, the vines on a vertical position. You have uh, the, the vines that are like parallel with the, the with the with the ground. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Because of that, because uh, uh, at first uh, pergola maybe in the past uh, were used because of the high production of the vines because. In the past, they were used to make like uh, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 kilos per hectare. And uh, pergola were very, very useful, very, very comfortly because uh, you have all the, all the grape that uh, goes down. So the air can, show, can, can pass through the, through the grape mm. and uh, can keep it more, uh, more, uh, without diseases, uh, without fungi. And uh, also with the harvesting is very, was very comfortable. Mm -hmm. But now 
we are keeping it uh, to to grow up our vines because uh, we well, at first uh, we believe in the tradition and then uh, pergola is very is very useful because uh, with uh, with uh, keeping keeping a, a lower production so we are speaking about uh, from uh, if 5,000 to 10,000 kilos per hectare. Uh, we, we, having, having, the, having the grape that uh, goes down and uh, without, without the leaf that are, uh, that are uh, how can I say it, uh, between, between the grape. Because in the Guyot, you have uh, the grape that uh, is growing, is falling down, but is falling down between some leaves, between some yeah. uh, branches. In the pergola, the, the grape falls down to the, to the ear, I don't know how can I say it. Mm -hmm. So it's in the direct contact with the, with the wind, with the wine, with the, mm. with the solar exposition, because uh, the, the pergola, is like a okay a, a photovoltaic uh, panel. How, how how do you say it? Uh, in, yeah, uh, like English. a yeah. Graph, I don't know solar panel kind of. Solar as exactly like yeah. a solar panel because uh, you have the leaves that are in uh, direct contact with the sun, mm. so the leaves are able to keep all the 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 sun energy, yeah. and uh, and. And then the, the grape can can keep the sun. For example, we our our hill uh, looks to the west, looks to the west. Mm -hmm. So the sun in the morning is in direct contact with the leaves, and mm -hmm. in the in the afternoon the the sun goes through the grape, so can ripe also the the, mm -hmm. the, the grape and uh, the aromatic compounds. And, and, but uh, then, all this stuff. but then you also have to because th there are the leaves over there, right? And then the the bunches are hanging down, right? Yeah, but then exactly. you have to. So the sun comes from the west and kind of cuts through, and then sees kind yeah. of the, the the bunches or the shines yeah. on the bunches. The shine, from, from the, the side. shine of the bunches. Yeah, from this side that uh, is uh, is like but the sun, the, the branches are always uh, going falling down, yeah. are hanging down. Also in Neguyo, yeah. you have uh, the refraction that uh, goes like this. Mm -hmm. But and also in the in the in the pergola. But in the pergola, you have no leaves. If if you are able to keep the leaf away, you have okay. less leaves. So the the sun is in direct contact with the uh -huh. with the grape. And in the morning, the sound goes from the other side, so it can mm -hmm. it can uh, grow up there. And you you also usually do like green harvesting, so thinning the grapes that you can have more sun exposure. Also in the yeah, ab 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 absolutely. We make we make it uh, only on a hand uh, hand way because uh, well, we are. I, I haven't I haven't told that we are uh, we are 100% uh, organic producer. Mm. So now we we are we are growing up uh, the, the vines in an organic way, mm -hmm. but the wine is uh, not uh, uh, now it's not organic. We we are making organic wine from the 2019. 
So the wine that we are selling now is not organic, but uh -huh. in the, the next vintage the, will be. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh -huh. yeah, it's uh, good to hear. So, <laughs> so all 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 the things that uh, we make are uh, how can I say it uh, are are made to to be more uh, more eco friendly. So. We use, yes, we, we have a tractor that we use to spray our wines with copper and uh, sulfur. But if, if we can, we don't want to go uh, under the pergola on our ground with the tractor. So also the, nowadays there are a lot of people that are making, uh, for example, uh, the, that are removing leaves from the vines uh, with uh, a lot of machines. That it means that you go in the in the vineyard two or three times more than the usual. Mm. It's uh, it's a very because the problem is that uh, the the green harvesting the, the the green pruning are always uh, works that uh, takes a lot of uh, hours because mm. you have to to take all, all the branches uh, in your hand or the leaves yeah. in your hand. You have to you have to mm. love the device to make it so have, nowadays, you need a good uh, company yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> so now we are we are taking to we are we are trying to take all the leaves away by hand and also we are making uh, the we depending on the varieties uh, we are cutting like uh, half or a quarter of the branch because uh, to keep uh, to keep it more to to reduce the production, so mm -hmm. we we are used also to cut uh, entire branches. But then the branches that are still hanging on, we we take uh, half or a quarter of the branch, mm. depending on the variety. Nice. And uh, what, what do you say? If we already drink something because uh, we are getting thirsty. So <laughs> cheers. Prost. Prost. So, and what we are drinking now, we were already talking about the yeah. leaves, but yeah. that's a uh, noziola and uh, your, yeah. all, your, all, your, <laughs> nice. and all, all your vines have these beautiful leaves and also, yeah, absolutely. You can, you can see cool. they are different and uh, I guess quite an authentic. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are uh, now we are making wine only using 100% of each varieties. So we make uh, now I'm drinking the Nuziola, mm -hmm. I think uh, you too. And uh, we are making a Nuziola in only one way that uh, we make, uh, then we make uh, two Chardonnay still wine, one that uh, age in, uh, in barriques and one that uh, doesn't. And then we make Terodego in uh, two ways, uh, the Gewürztraminer, Pinot Noir, and uh, two uh, Spumanti. And uh, because of we are using only one variety for, for each wine, we wanted to have some uh, identity card of, uh, of us, but something that was uh, quite simple and quite... Uh, and quite uh, uh, Authentic and also stands authentic. Out. Yeah, exactly. So the leaves were uh, was our was our our uh, our idea Signature. to, to uh -huh. keep. Nice. Yeah, exactly. 
Mm-hmm. And so, who, who throws these, if I may ask? Is it you? Yeah, or? At, no, at first, at, no, I'm not. I'm not a doer. <laughs> but uh, at first, it was a friend of ours. And, but those are, uh, are drawn by my brother, by Davies. Uh, that is mm-hmm. the oldest one. Because uh, now we are three brothers. I'm the youngest one. I'm uh, 24. But there is uh, one that is uh, the, less, the less young. Because if I say the oldest, uh, <laughs> true, <laughs> offends me. <laughs> yeah. So he is uh, he is a uh, forty-two, and uh, the other one is uh, thirty-nine. So I become a little, a little, a little after them. Or the the TV was broken, or uh, the the vintage was the the vintage was so so beautiful too mm-hmm. and uh, so he drew he drew the the labels and now we are keeping them uh, and the color because at first we had only the the leaf of the of each variety mm-hmm. but it was not so how can I say it it was not so recognizable so we chose to to put a bit of color because we are also colored people. So we use the color of the tea uh, when it's ripe. So when it's ripe, the, the nociola is uh, at this kind of uh, green. For example, the, the Chardonnay has got uh-huh. this, uh, this uh, gold color. Mm. Something that uh, not... Not many knows the traminer when uh, when is uh, when is ripe has got mm-hmm. this kind of color that is uh, like uh, like orange. Mm. Nice and uh, so we are drinking Noseola 2018 and uh, I think also something um, um, something that stands out in the label is that um, Trentino has this. Uh, I don't know what is it yeah. exactly. Ah, but, uh, exactly. The, can you tell uh, me what it is? Il Trentino. Yeah, ab, ab, absolutely. Trentino de Vignaioli. Absolutely, okay. this one. Uh, but I'm wearing uh, a T-shirt that is uh, that is also made by. It's not the Trentino. It's not the Trentino de Vignaioli, but is the National Association. Trentino de Vignaioli is a. Is an association of the region that is, uh, in fact, Trentino. Uh, it, if you want to take part of it, you have to be a 100% vine grower and winemaker. So you have to produce your wine with your own grape using uh, that are cultivated, uh, that are harvested in your own, you know, vineyards. You have to you have to close a, a circle, 100% uh, by your hand. Hmm. And uh, Trentino, it was it's like a it's like a vigneron independent uh, in France. This one uh, is uh, means that uh, comes from Trentino, and then there is the national association that is a Fili, that is the other logo that is also on yeah. the label, that is. Uh, Exactly, Vignaioli mm-hmm. Independenti is something that uh, because in Trentino, but also in in all the 
wine regions, uh, you have the big producer that uh, maybe they, ta- they take they take uh, grape from uh, little wine growers or like a cooperative. Yeah, like a cooperative. Yeah. And then there are the the vineron, the, the viticoltori that are making it uh, all by themselves. So mm. we wanted to say this one, maybe if you want, if you go to uh, Inotec or something like that, we want to to be recognizable. So you you wanted to make it known that if you buy this wine is something that is made using heart mm-hmm. and in fact, in fact the also this t-shirt is like uh it's very it's very beautiful to to read because product of italy contains soul fevi because uh, <laughs> the wine must not uh, yeah exactly must be not only the way must be also the the soul of the of the person that make make it and it was uh, it was very beautiful it's not it's not a very it's not a very old association because uh, it's it's very it's very young but we are still uh, we are still growing now we are like in Trentino i don't i don't really, i don't know the the number exactly but i think that we are more than 50 than 60 Mm. In in Italy, we are we are a lot. Nice. And uh, can you tell a little bit about this Nozziola variety? Because I think it's also very delicate. But I, yeah, I see it's only eleven percent alcohol. Yeah, was, absolutely. But uh, can you tell a little bit about this variety and how do you handle it in the cellar? Yeah, you know. <laughs> the <laughs> the Nozziola is a native variety from. From Trentino. Uh, now is cultivated only, there are like only 60 or no 50 hectares of it. So it's a very little production. And uh, it was it's not so common because uh, in the past, as I told before, it was cultivated by pergola, so by this uh, special uh, training form, because of the production. It, it's a variety that can make also 50,000, 60,000 kilos per hectare. That in the past was very, very useful because uh, from a little, from a little piece of uh, mm. of art, you can you, you you were able to obtain a lot of. Work. Mm. Uh, there, there was the change between mm. uh, a lot of production and quality. Nojola were like uh, part in the the rubbish and uh, <laughs> for uh, for Pinot Grigio or, or other varieties. We we were very lucky because uh, our father keep it a bit, so we had this very little piece of uh, of art cultivated by Nojola, and uh, it's very. Like, it's very typical. It's very, it's very special because uh, if you if you put the nose uh, on the glass without without having the the bottle in front of you, you can at first recognize that it's Nojola because mm-hmm. Nojola, uh, the name maybe they say that the name comes from uh, Nozzola. Nozzola is uh, the dry fruit is. Uh, 
in Deutsch is Asternus. Uh, is uh, mm -hmm. not the case or not uh, exactly is not and mujola mm -hmm. uh, in we say in italian we say nocciola and mm -hmm. uh, maybe the name is very is very similar to nocciola nocciola in fact in the nose uh, it smells very like uh, green nuts uh, is is very particular and then uh, in the in the mouth, we are we are not still making like uh, forty thousand kilos per hectare. Now we are like uh, six thousand, seven thousand kilos per hectare. So they are the grape is very concentrated, but you can't make like uh, very alcoholic wine because uh, it arrives to eleven, twelve, thirteen. In our condition, we arrive to 11, it's very ripe, so we, we are used to harvest it. Mm. And uh, we obtain this wine that is, uh, I, I can say, the, a wine for breakfast, because uh, it's not, uh, it's very soft, it's very, yeah. very salty. The fact is, this wine is like, uh, it's like uh, some, someone put uh, a bit of salt in, because uh, the the sensation in the mouth are very are it's very there are a lot of saltiness there are a lot of uh, and also so, a lot of I think that um, sorry to interrupt but I think no, what I what I what I really like about this wine because it's not fruity it's a really yeah. gastronomical wine I think but uh, it the nose I actually it actually reminded me uh, do you know Neuburger this yeah, variety yeah. of Austria that also has some kind very of this nuttiness, yeah, or also Vaticchio maybe, this kind of <laughs> um, kind of notes, but also some maybe Pinot Blanc, so kind of like peachiness kind of, but uh, yeah, really, peach, uh, yeah. yeah, and also in the mouth, I think it's very, very really delicate, but it's not light, so you can feel that it, it doesn't have a high alcohol, but it's really smooth. So it, yeah. it's not like a thin wine with a harsh acidity, but it really has a layer of some, of some kind, but still like uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, it, this one is another uh, another special fact of Nuziola that you obtain every time wines that are uh, are are not uh, are, are delicate are delicate, but mm. uh, not uh, not we say watery. So yeah, it's, it's not like water because no, uh, it has this kind of uh, this kind of tannin in the mouth yeah. that keep uh, that keep the aromas in and also this saltiness. In fact, the, the nociola is some, maybe if you if you don't think about it and you drink it without uh, without uh, without think about it, you can you can say this wine is uh, is a is a young wine and you have. To to drink it in uh, two or three years because uh, it can't be something else. But if you keep, if you are able to keep the bottles uh, to age, mm -hmm. is a wine that uh, <laughs> can. Uh, I don't know how can I say because I had the possibility to try some uh, some old nociola that were bottled, and the thing that uh, is a wine. That is not very aromatic. That uh, is not too much uh, fruity. Maybe it's something that uh, can help uh, for the aging because uh, then you have a wine that is uh, very aged. So there are not uh, aromatic compounds that 
are uh, fighting with yeah. uh, aging uh, yeah, flavors. Yeah. This is something, uh, and and in the mouth, then you have this. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and how old was it, this Noziola? That you drank, maybe the oldest. The vines. Yeah. Ah, the. Uh, I have, I have to. It was like nineteen eighty, eighty-one. Okay. I, I think, but I'm not very sure because uh, the the first one that bottled it was a uh, vine growers that uh, is uh, is the soul of uh, vine growing in our area that is mm. Pisano Sorni that was uh, Giuseppe Fanti mm-hmm. then there is also a winery that now the winemaker is uh, is son and uh, he was the first person that uh, believed in Noziola and uh, he, he battled it but I don't really remember the, the first year mm. and uh, the, I, I taste it because uh, yeah. This association that were we speaking about uh, earlier, the the national association that is PV, organized mm-hmm. every every year uh, a wine fair in Piacenza, where uh, every year there is a special prize for a, a one, for for one winery for one winemaker, not for the best wine, not for the best uh, prices but mm-hmm. for the best uh, concept of uh, winemaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the prize in the 2018 was given to Giuseppe Fanti that uh, for, for his concept of uh, ma- for winemaking. So uh-huh. because of he preserved this uh, native variety, uh-huh. they, they, they gave him uh, this uh, special prize. And for the occasion, Fantis Nuziola, but also of our and uh, other Centinos, uh, Centinos mm-hmm. Nuziola. But not only the not only the steel wine, but also the sweet wine, because the Nuziola is used on, also to make one of the, I, in my opinion, best uh, sweet wine in the world, because uh, it's a uh, sweet wine. That uh, well, the dried process, the drying process, uh, mm-hmm. goes from September to the the early week. It's named because it's named Vino Santo. It's mm-hmm. not Vin Santo Toscano, but mm-hmm. it's Vino Santo Trentino, and it's named Vino Santo because uh, the drying process mm-hmm. to, arrives to to the early early week. And uh, now, if you if you taste one Vino Santo of Nuziola, normally if you go to the, the wineries, uh, you are you you can buy like the 2007, 2008, 2009, because uh, after the drying process, they ferment the the mast to obtain a wine that uh, stays uh, in a little uh, woody. Uh, Content woody is not a barrique, is uh, is uh, is it bigger or smaller? No, it's smaller, it's uh-huh. smaller, and uh, it, it stays uh, in this uh, little uh, little barrique for uh, four years. 
until until they think uh, the wine is ready to to be mm. sent. It's like you Italians, you love that, no? It's also in balsamico making. It comes uh, comes back these little barrels, and they, you keep. Yeah, the, yeah, I don't know, like yeah. a decade, and when I think it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we love uh, small. No, it's not very beautiful to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. But um, how how did you make this one? So the 2018 one, it was all in stainless steel, right? Uh, 2000, 2018 uh, is uh, we are very in the winemaking. Uh, we we always say that we are not very good uh, winemaker. Is is, uh, <laughs> but uh, we think that at first you make the the wine in the vineyards. And then you have to make uh, less. Uh, how can I say less? Uh, less effort in the cellar, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so we are not using uh, na- we are not using selective yeast, but uh, nice. we are using indigenous yeast uh-huh. that are uh, uh, chosen from from uh, from from us because because we we are used to to take some. Uh, glasses recipients that mm. are named uh, damigiane so we take like 10 of them we put them in the vineyard under the pergola under the vines uh-huh. and uh, we fill them with uh, 10 kilos of uh, of grape and then we keep them until the we are used to make it uh, one week or two weeks before the prob the probably Harvesting, mm. and uh, when uh, when we make the the harvest, we keep all these recipients in the in the winery, mm-hmm. and we taste them. We taste all the the damigiane, and the best of them we use to ferment all the must or the or the wines. Hmm. Nice. So and like since, a, since when? Since when do you work like this? Yeah, since the 2018. Uh-huh. The 2018 was the first uh, the first the first year that uh, we we made this uh, special method of uh, fermentation. But mm-hmm. before we were used to make also indigenous fermentation, but only putting the grape uh, in the tank or in uh-huh. the barrique and uh, happens fermenting them without. Uh-huh. Uh, so you have a. So you have like a gl- glass of grapes that you put under the wines in the vineyard till harvest, yeah, exactly. and then yeah, then you yeah, put exactly. these yeah. these grapes into the into the must, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is uh, is this the, the concept? Because uh, with this method, you you can say that these are indigenous fermentation, mm-hmm. but you can choose your uh, your yeast. Because uh, sometimes uh, yeast are not very very good, and uh, you can you can keep the you can give to the wine some uh, ascetic flavors or uh, other bad uh, compounds that we don't want, because we want to make uh, the wine uh, as clean as possible, as uh, we want to put our soul in the wine without adding nothing else. So using our yeast is something that uh, is very is very useful for this for for this but, kind of. 
But then if you if you taste some of these grapes from these different jars, so if you taste the grape, it's gonna be the kind of the same taste in the final wine then. So somehow the taste uh, the taste then uh, is always changing because of uh, the the because of the aging because yeah. yeah so how can you select them? Uh, you 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 consider like uh, some I don't know some acetic compounds. So mm-hmm. if it smells like uh, like uh, vinagre, you okay. you are not uh, you are not using it. Or if uh, you can you can find some bacterias, some bacteria compounds, com- bacteria flavors. Mm. You have you have to be you have to be use of it absolutely. But it's like in winemaking, you have to you have to you have to train every day and to find uh, the right compounds the right in mm-hmm. the nose. To, um, this is this is it. Nice. That sounds interesting. I never heard of this. So where uh, did you where did you heard of this? Where did you hear this? But uh, it was like. Uh, we were we were harvesting the the chardonnay okay. and uh, no but yeah we were harvesting the chardonnay for the basel spumante mm-hmm. and uh, my brother told me what do you think about uh, making uh, the yeast uh, in this way and uh, mm-hmm. i said but it sounds good and uh, we made it but so i don't know if uh, he took uh, or he, he saw it on some, on some, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't really or know. Or maybe, maybe it's a secret. Uh, maybe it's a secret. It just revealed the family secret. Yeah. <laughs> so for us, it's something new. Mm. So because the, the fact is also that we don't want to copy no one. So we want to make our wine as, as we want to, to, to be more uh, authentic mm. as possible as our native variety. And um, d- do you leave it long on the yeast or on the lease, sorry? Abs- absolutely. Uh-huh. For, for example, this one uh, is very special because uh, in this year we, we, didn't, uh, okay, we didn't keep the, the yeast away. So the wine uh, the wine, I think that uh, it was on the yeast from September to August when we bottle it, mm-hmm. without without taking off any any yeast. So it was all uh, on uh, on his uh, without mm-hmm. filtering, without making some uh, some proteic proteic stabilization, mm. without adding nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Because uh, we we believe uh, in uh, in uh, the yeast and in the I don't know how can it... nice. And I already pewed uh, the gewürztraminer and uh, I already yeah. smelled this beautiful smell. So please tell me a little bit about this because that's uh, actually also my the favorite grape variety of my girlfriend and uh, we tasted it uh, yesterday. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. it's not so sweet. That was a good, beautiful surprise. That is yeah, absolutely. Uh, really aromatic but it's almost i would say it's off dry maybe or, or, or almost dry ish 
Almost dry, so it's maximum dry, right? No, no, it's absolutely dry because uh, okay. we, as you said, uh, for, for we, we want to make a glass, uh, every glass a uh, surprise. So you can, you can smell it and you can feel like uh, sweetie nose, like yeah. uh, vendage tardive or something too, like that. Yeah, but yeah. then, so you are ready to drink something sweet, but then you taste yeah. it and it is completely dry. True. And yeah. it is uh, it's acid and it is uh, it's quite drinkable for a, for a gewürztraminer. Yeah. And uh, so beautiful. it was, uh, it was yeah. our aim. Thank you. Yeah, but it's very, very concentrated. So you can already see that the color is much, much more <laughs> golden, I would say, or more, almost like, you know, this kind of dried apricot, the apricot is. Uh, yeah, it's very, they are dry apricot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but beautiful, beautiful smell there already. The, the beautiful things of this wine is that the, uh, the, the vineyards were the vineyards that we were uh, looking to the, the, the time that we met, you remember? Yeah. So the vineyards are like uh, uh, 60 years old. Wow. So they are very, very old. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, were, we are used to make like uh, from, from 3,000 to 5,000 kilos per hectare. So it's a very, very, very low production. And you have this kind of concentration that uh, is something, uh, something special in the nose, but also in the mouth, because you, are, you have uh, more flavors, more concentrated flavors. Yeah, we're very concentrated flavors, but is it, it's not overwhelming and the acidity is still there. So because it has a typical gavistamine and nose, as you already described, so it's very, you, you expect some kind of sweetness, but then... It has almost more like spicy notes, like like kind of gingery, cinnamony, and also this really like apricot peel, and also maybe some exotic fruits, so persimmon, and I don't know, almost mango, papaya, really nice. But the acidity is always there, so it, it's it's not it's not flat, beautiful. Yeah, thank you. We are. Uh, I am. I'm very happy to to hear it. I haven't the time to write all your notes uh, during QSAP. <laughs> That's why we record it, you know? But, <laughs> <laughs> but and how can you make a dry Gavir Straminer? Because we are always on the hunt with my girlfriend to, to find great uh, dry Gavir Straminers. <laughs> so how can you, how can, how can you do I that? I don't, uh, the problem for the aromatic varieties is that uh, you have uh, always a lot of tannicity. If you, if you are able to try also dry gewürztraminer, sometimes, or most of the times, you have a lot of tannic compounds in the mouth, in my opinion. Because aromatic, aromatic varieties like uh, gewürztraminer, we have uh, moscato, moscato, uh, you, you, you have a lot of tannicity because you, are, you don't have enough acidity to keep the wine long. Mm -hmm. We are lucky because, as we said, the acidity comes from the, comes from the climate because mm -hmm. uh, we, have the, we have the Trentino climate, so we are in the mountain, we are 400, 400 meters high, but then we have also the soil, the show that uh, can, 
can help us to to make a ripe grape, yeah, to have a ripe grape, so to have no tannicity, but then to have uh, enough acidity to keep it uh, to keep it long. Because for me, the the beautiful things of this Gewürztraminer is that with this acidity, you can always sip it, you can always drink it without being uh, tired. So yeah, punch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't but have to squeeze because, lemon in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because uh, the fact is that uh, the the sugar is always something that in the analogy for for us is very abused. For example, also our uh, also our uh, spumante, we have two spumante that one is one hundred percent chardonnay and one is one hundred percent pinot noir. We make only spumante without adding any sugar. So we have dosaggio zero. Mm -hmm. Because uh, sugar sometimes is used to cover something, to cover uh, bad uh, flavors, to cover this, for example, tannicity. Mm -hmm. We have a special soy, we have a special climate, we have a special, uh, I don't know, maybe also a special end. So we want to make it uh, completely dry. To be, to be, because if you have also a bit of sugar, then you drink a glass and you are, uh, you are out. With this one, without sugar, you can continue to, to drink it. So you can, in two person, you can drink one bottle. The only problem is that it, this one is uh, 14 and a half alcohol. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, um, because you were nice enough to send me the the bottles, but um, how how can how can people get your get your wines? Maybe also maybe in Germany or also in other parts and, of Europe. And now, now we are working on in Italy, for example, with uh, with exporters. So we have not we have only contact in Italy. Okay. But then we send uh, now. We if if you write me, I can send you some wines without problems. Now we are uh, we are making a new website with the online with shop, the, uh -huh. uh, online shop with e-commerce, and this is it. It's uh, you need only to write us, and we will uh, we will uh, respond you. It's the only way that uh, that we are because uh, we are working we are working only in Italy, so we have any we don't have any exporters or uh, commercial that. Uh, Mm. And with this uh, Gravilsaminer, it was also in, in barrels or? No, the Gravilsaminer is, uh, we, we don't use any barrels because uh, yeah, yeah, barrels compounds, barrels flavors are always punching with the Gebrust flavors, with our Gebrust flavors, because mm. uh, as you said, there is this apricot dried apricots is uh, kind of spiciness and we want spiciness and not sweetness so we want uh, like uh, the spice the paprika there but we don't want the vanilla mm. because they are not uh, they are not flavors that can stay can stay together yeah because and the, it's, yeah it's a, but 
I only asked it because I haven't uh, picked up any like baking spices, so no vanilla or no bourbon kind of notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the, it's you can see the color, so it's slightly oxidized. Yeah, yeah. So, so I actually yeah. saw that it was maybe in bigger barrels, you know, like in used yeah. big barrels. Do you use them too? Sometimes. No. We, no. we use big barrels for for uh, the nociola, uh -huh. depending depending on the year, because okay. the one that we taste before wasn't. The, the one of this year, we use big barrels and also the Chardonnay and also the Spumante. But for the Gewürztraminer, the, the color comes from the, from the, the grape scales, variety. Uh, mm -hmm. Because the grape variety, is the, the color of the variety is very, if you see it, it's like a red one because uh, it's uh, orange and uh, red and uh, mm. purple. Mm. In fact, if you... If you try some macerated gewürztraminer, you have always this uh, fantastic uh, gold color. Yeah. Our is uh, completely from the is is so concentrated. You have a mm. concentration of flowers. You have a concentration of acidity, but you have also the concentration of the of the color. Then I have to say that we make also a a ten percent is the Normally, is the last grape that we harvest, the last white grape that we harvest. So we, the last one, the last two beans, we put them into the press and we make a maceration for, uh, for uh, one night or two nights. So maybe the color is also, is also from it. But I can say that normally also the not macerated gewürztraminer as always, there's uh, hmm. fantastic nice. concentrated, concentrated color. Nice. But it's then, it's, uh, yeah, hidden but, treasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, then I don't, I don't remember if uh, we taste together some old Gewürztraminer into the winery. To uh, be I honest, don't, I don't uh, remember it either. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it so because uh, the the beautiful things of our our wines. And also with the Gewürztraminer, is that with this uh, ripening, but also a lot of acidity, mm -hmm. you can keep them uh, for a long into your into the into the bottle. And the Gewürztraminer, I, I I don't know. Can I I I can explain I can explain it because tasting our Gewürztraminer is always something magical, something. Uh, understandable because uh, you 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 understand because the gewürztraminer is called gewürztraminer because uh, all the spiciness uh, go, comes comes out and you have uh, it's like a, it's like going into a market uh, and being uh, on a spice uh, how can I uh -huh, say spice aisle yeah 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 exactly yeah. there is uh, there is uh, there is all. and it, it's uh, it's also something very the next time that you will come, uh, maybe we can we can open something. Oh, I, and, I can't uh, I can't will... wait I can't wait. But, <laughs> but I will also bring my girlfriend. She will drink out your salad. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you start uh, playing the guitar again. <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, play it. I don't I don't remember how to play it. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, 
but you know i remember a very particular one but i i forgot the producer but um you were nice enough to to let us try a 58 barolo do you remember it absolutely uh maybe it was uh fontana fredda i don't uh, maybe i don't i, I don't remember. recall it but uh it was like really going into this balsamico direction but still was kind of this freshness in it. yeah it was still uh, still still alive yeah yeah am i is the magic of uh, of barolo of nebbiolo you have uh, this uh, aged barolo with balsamic notes but in the mouth you have still this uh, acidity and freshness true, that is true. that i remember something yeah. something from that but for us, we we love so much wine that when someone is coming to our home, we don't want to be only wine tellers. We want to be wine friends. Yeah. So we don't want only to to make to make our wine taste. We want also to to introduce people on the wine world. I think that my my personal first aim before I die, is to be, uh, be able to, to, how can I say it, is to be able to, to transform a, a not drinker, uh-huh. a, a Spanish, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a co-holist. Uh-huh. I think you can do that. I, I think that was one of the most uh, memorable wine experience that, I, that we've had in, in your cellar, so... I think you did really good. Well. I, I can really recommend anyone to to visit. <laughs> I think I found it on the internet. We never met before, but you you were so nice and so just hospitable. And I think you also made us some plates with different um, yeah. cheeses yeah, and the pasta and things like that. Oh, and you also had the grappa with the with the dead snake in it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was also I, deadly. I, I, wait, wait. I I, I take it. Uh, please. <laughs> Um, I <laughs> nice, but it's not the same one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how how do you do that? It was uh, my uncle put it in a in a grappa in a bottle of grappa alive. So uh, he it stones on on the grappa. Uh-huh. So the grappa is inside and outside, and uh, can you show it us again? Sorry, it is. Wait, uh, uh, I uh, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It is, it's in the grappa. Uh, I think, but for uh, thirty years. Wow, for thirty years, and uh, it's still uh, it's still very very beautiful. Is the reason why that we drink wine? So looking to these snakes that is thirty years old and looks very young, you think if I drink it, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so it's a very good reason to to drink wine and grappa. Yeah, another great reason. <laughs> and, but, um... and for the color, you're drinking uh, a Pinot Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, but I, I I love this variety. So I think Terroldago also have this. I think it's also an underappreciated variety because I think from the color, it's uh, I don't know if uh, people can see it in the uh, in the camera. It's really like a dark sherry 
macerated and, and reducted and uh, it's really <laughs> deep. But if you take a sip, it's not like a Nebbiolo or things like this. It's, it has a much smoother tannin, but it has the yeah. depth and the concentration, but a much friendlier red wine. And also, I think yeah. it's a very food-friendly wine because it has it doesn't have the edges, so to say. So it has acidity, but doesn't have too much acidity. Doesn't have the harsh tannins, and uh, but still, it's not so fruity. So it has some kind of spiciness too. So I think it's um, also very underappreciated variety. And uh, it's a fifteen one, what I have in the glass, and also the the label says grill. Yeah, yeah. So okay. can you tell us about why the name the name was chosen? Uh, the name was chosen from the the name of the vineyard because uh, the we have we have yeah we have nine hectares but each piece, each piece has got the is uh, its own name so we have Ronk, we have uh, Fontana Vezza we have this one well, and then we have Grill Grill is the the piece where we have the the Terolico. and mm. the Grill the Grill for us uh, now it's uh, it's a bit a it's bit a problem. It's kind of a problem because uh, grill is a, a animal, uh-huh. and uh, is uh, it's kind of a rat. It's kind of a mouse, but uh, it's a gray mouse that uh, has got a long uh, name. I don't know. We we call it Giro. It has got uh-huh. big big black. Big, big black eyes, and uh, you are. Uh, if you if you go into the vineyards, uh, you, you normally you can find them a uh, bit uh, that are hanging on. A, mm-hmm. on does a it vine does or... it eat grape? <laughs> yeah, uh, also also grape. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, he drink also wine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so and so the name is. Uh, the name of the of the vineyard it's uh-huh. not because because there are a lot of persons that are asking us uh, but you, you name it grill because it is a wine for grill no absolutely no, no, no. <laughs> but what would you eat with it because i wouldn't eat it with any barbecue thing to be honest but what would you eat with it uh, also is uh normally because we have also the we have also a bed and breakfast and a restaurant yeah. so we are used to to pair our wine with uh, traditional dishes. For example, we we make this kind of meat that is brasato. I don't know if uh, if you know the kind of is. Uh, we take a part of the cow, this part, this part of the cow, okay, and uh, yeah, we keep them in uh, in the wine for. Uh, for a night or two nights, it depends on. And then uh, we we cook we cook it and we boil it in into the wine. And then we we put it in the in the oh. yeah, we we cook it in the wine and then uh, we serve it uh, in the plate. And uh, the wine uh, we always use uh, terolico. So uh-huh. we we. We say that is uh, brasato al trolligo. Okay. And uh, maybe it's it's kind of a a boiled a boiled uh, meat is mm-hmm. uh, is very is very soft meat is is a meat that you can uh, that you can uh, how can I say it uh, you can break 
only with uh, without the knife uh-huh. and uh, it's a very soft it's a very soft it's standard uh-huh. so, uh, so the, the this wine is uh, yeah is full body wine but it's not so tannic the tan uh-huh. the tannin is very softly so with this kind of soft uh, soft softness also of the of the meat uh, you can uh, you can combine them and then uh, it's uh, or maybe I would say eat it with some pate or some kind of uh, you know some duck liver kind of things or some foie gras would be nice maybe it's too fun, yeah, maybe but... also because because you have a lot of acidity and uh, it's a red wine so yeah and also you... but 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 don't have too much I mean I don't know. It's somehow like this is really luscious and tender, and I think the texture-wise, it would go well with this. But uh, I, I was also thinking about maybe I don't know if it would be the right pairing, but uh, not so uh, spicy goulash kind of stew kind of things. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. barbecued. It can be. It can be. It can be also. But I we tried also with uh, with barbecue with. Uh, Uh-huh. With, uh with some cow meat some uh, blood meat and uh, it can it can stay it's uh-huh. uh, it's not a it's not a difficult pairing but maybe also yeah with uh, goulash with uh, this uh, the spiciness and uh, it can mm-hmm. it can stay uh, it can stay very well but maybe it's not a uh, It's not a complicated wine, so it's not also complicated to pair it. I, in my opinion, no. because uh, when 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 you are trying to make uh, a special wine, a uh, specific wine with this characteristic, with this kind of tannin, this with this kind of flowers, then it's also difficult to to pair it because you have to to be precise. This wine is, uh, I think, is a is a wine that is very concentrated. is very softly is is uh, is made to be to be drunk, but uh, is not is not is it's a wine for every day, but it's also not. So yeah, but to be honest, wine, the first. The first thought I had, it's um, working as a sommelier, is that it's a very fruit-friendly wine. You can pair it with a lot of dishes, but yeah. also it's maybe not the most uh, budget-friendly for a restaurant because you, this wine you can also drink it without any food. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. my, my aim was to, to say, to say uh, that that uh, okay. maybe sometimes you, you can drink, uh, you can drink only. Yeah, true. True. And uh, um, so it's a 15-1. 15 was also a good year there? Yeah, the 15 was a very, very beautiful year. Mm. It was a very warm year. And uh, so we obtained a very ripe grape. We were very, very lucky in the 2015. So you can feel it that, yeah, It's acid. It has got this uh, acidity, but the most of the mouth is the the ripeness. The, the ripeness, and yeah. also in the mouth is not uh, it's not only red fruit, 
or uh, only spiciness or only only the these kind of flavors but you can feel the the maturation also a bit of uh, sobra maturation and uh, it's because of the of the warm and the special kind of uh, kind of beer but you no know, to to be honest it's for, for me it's more like black fruit so it's really not on the sangiovese side it's more like a mulberry blackberry kind of thing yeah black yeah blackberry or uh, these, dark uh things like this black raspberries yeah true yeah some kind of white berry kind of side and um so how was the vinification with this one so th- this uh, one this was one, in barrels right yeah this no, this one aged in barrels for uh 12 months we have a very old barrels. We have barrels that are uh, from five to 20 years old. So the part that we want to obtain from the aging is only the- Microoxidation, huh? Equilibration, microoxidation, mm-hmm. to obtain something that is more uh, fluently, more, more softly, mm-hmm. without, uh, without the, the vanilla, without the spiciness of uh, new. Mm-hmm. Virus. And uh, for this one, because we have this, the, the name comes from the the piece of uh, the the, the parcel of the where we grow the the vines to obtain the wine. But in this in this little piece of uh, little in this little piece, we have uh, a ten different uh, pieces. So normally we during the vinification we make like uh, ten different different with vinification in a, mm. in a, in a stainless steel in a, also in a tonneau in a, we we try to make something something different but uh, normally we make uh, the, uh, 20, 20, 30 days of maceration. So we keep we keep the stems off mm-hmm. and we make off. the maceration. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And we keep and uh, we macerate it. We macerate the grape for 20, 30 days, and then we make the we 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 take them the 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 grape off mm-hmm. and uh, and we part it in the in barrels. In the barriques for uh, 12 months, and after 12 months, we put all together in a in a tanks in a stainless steel tanks for uh, a six months, and then we bottle it, and uh, we keep the wine in the bottle for a minimum three years. <laughs> so now we are selling the 2015. Wow, nice. is the current uh, is the current yeah and i and I, that's one of the reasons i i love this wine i think because uh, taro dago what i i i think that's maybe yeah. the oldest taro dago i i drank but i think most most of the winemakers just because of the commercial pressure maybe or maybe some i don't know why but they they <laughs> don't uh, leave enough time for the wine to to mature yeah. or to to have some kind of wisdom to to tell <laughs> Uh, the problem, I think that is the problem of uh, winemaking nowadays that everyone wants, we want 
Mane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good old Mane. Yeah. Uh, no but sometimes you have to go over, away from it. So it's it's sure that if I if I want to if I want to be sure that uh, I'm going to to obtain uh, one million one million dollars uh, in one year, I I have to <laughs> I have to sell all uh, as uh, as speed as possible because you have uh, less cost, uh, you have uh, less uh, I don't know less hours to to work in but sometimes to obtain what you want you have to not to invest money but but to invest to invest also money but at first time that mm. time is something that uh, you can you can buy you can't buy it so with mm. our wines we we had always thought about it so with the red wine we we want to go out after five years with the Terodigo, with the Pinot Noir after three years, but also with the white wines, uh, we, we started selling them after two years. So it's always, uh, it's not so much, but it's something that uh, help, help our, uh, helps our vision of uh, winemaking. For sure, and uh, wise words. I, I, maybe some of my friends already got sick of this saying that the money is your most important app. Uh, uh-huh. hey, this is, or, uh, this pressure is maybe, but this is, this is what it is. And uh, I think this is what uh, you can also get out of these wines. Because hmm. uh, I think that's a nozzle that, uh, as you said, it's not old, it's 2018. But maybe if I would have drunk it maybe one, one year before, or maybe even even earlier, or this grill two years before two two years or uh, three years after after the harvest, it wouldn't make such a lasting impression on me. So yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Nice. Mm. Nice. Thank you. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is what we want to we want to say to all because. Uh, it's uh, it's always maybe it's also our way of wine making because uh, if we if you don't add nothing to the wine if you want to be more authentic as possible you need also more time to be prepared mm-hmm. in the bottle so it's also something to be to to go to the bottle because if we want if you want you can add this one these things and uh, the, the wine can be prepared in uh, also. If you want now, you can drink the wine from 2020. I think uh, there are there is uh, there is uh, there is still some uh, some 2020 in the market. But uh, yeah, as we said, uh, the wine is something that uh, I'm in our opinion and in our wine uh, making method, something that can needs needs a lot of time to be to be done because maybe. In our in our uh, reality, you don't drink only the wine because uh, because it's wine. You drink uh, the wine because uh, you believe also in our wine concept, in our wine uh, philosophy, and uh, it's something that you you have to be prepared. But but also the wine uh, must be prepared because uh, the wine is not a dead uh, a dead thing. Yeah. It's something that is alive. 
True. And I think your your wines could age really well. So it's also I think uh, I think I think it's all, but I I think it's so, but I'm not very sure because we we are used to to drink them to to <laughs> to speed. We are not we are not able to. No. To what's what's the oldest bottle you have? And the oldest is uh, 2008 because uh, we started in, in 2008. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have like uh, we started with Kibuf, uh, Tamina, and Teroldego. But I think that now we have only one bottle of each. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. We will we will drink it for my funeral or uh, I I don't know. Or maybe wedding special, would be a better occasion, location. no? Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the funeral. Yeah. Okay. And what do Ivano? Do you have what do you have for the future? I mean, plans. Do you want drinking? To yeah. Drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the future, but now we are uh, vinifying only the half of our hectares. So we have nine hectares, but vinified are only four and a half. Four, four and a half. Now we don't have the space to to store all our wine. So mm-hmm. we are selling some grapes, but in the future. We want to to be able to vinify all uh, by ourselves, also because of uh, our sons, and uh, we want to to make it a work also for all the family. So in the future, we will uh, vinify all the actors. We planted some new. We planted some uh, nuziola and uh, some schiava. Yeah. Because we believe in this uh, native variety, and uh, I think that we try, we now we we found our way of wine making because uh, I I learned a lot from uh, from my brother that uh, in fact I'm an I'm a enotechnician and uh, he is a enologue. But uh, now we are working together, and uh, I, I learn a lot. And uh, being together, maybe we we try we we found a way to 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 make our kind of wine. And uh, we don't know if we are making some new labels or we are making some new kind of wine. But maybe not. Maybe yes. We will see. We will see every every year. And. Uh, and and yeah, that maybe also the my 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 dream is to to be able to make some uh, wine work experience uh, abroad, but uh, due to the condition now with the coronavirus, uh, due to the fact that we have a lot to work, maybe I will, maybe I not. We will, uh, we will see. Where would you go? Where would you go? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want to. I'm very curious about uh, new new wine regions. New new wine regions like uh, New Zealand or uh, I don't know because uh, I want to. 
because I want to make my mind as uh, as open, more open as possible. Because uh, we, as uh, vine growers, as uh, as people, we are used to to be very very close. Because uh, you grow in this area, you you see only the the method of uh, wine training of of vine training mm. of wine making, and you think that this is the only way that you can make it. And uh, maybe because of the tradition, maybe because uh, I don't know what, but uh, we are still making something that is the same from uh, from. Uh, one one thousand years ago, in new wine regions, in new, for example, in New Zealand, you or or somewhere else, you you have not tradition, so you you have not to make these things because of the you are free, uh, yeah. Your, yeah. Mm. So you are very open and uh, you make all because of the. Because of the grape, because of the the marketing reason, because of, I don't know what. So I and want, also less uh, regulations. Yeah, and also less regulation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because uh, maybe uh, this is also our uh, our problems, problems or or mm. not depends mm. on the way you you see it. But I'm very interested. Of. And then. I want to my my dream because I'm a very I'm a how can I say it? a spumante drinker, so okay. I can drink spumante at breakfast at, uh, <laughs> from back from breakfast to dinner. So I'm very curious about uh, the way is made, and uh, maybe champagne is the mm-hmm. is the best place. To, to study and to to learn and uh, it was my it was my dream when I was at school to stay one year in Champagne to say to see all the uh-huh. all the year longer how things were made then I, I I haven't made it but maybe in the future but uh, as we time. said we are still young so uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> we so, have the wine that yeah and Ivano, I really wish that the, the, these dreams would come come through, and I also would like to I'd, I would love to visit you again because, uh, um, to be honest, I think you were one of the reasons I started this whole thing. So, <laughs> and 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 your vines, yeah. and uh, because that's uh, also why I chose this name Vine Ghosts because I didn't want to uh, highlight the big names or the or the biggest names or the biggest brands or I don't know the biggest varieties what everyone knows but also uh, this character for wines and uh, these these guys in the mountains who not everybody knows so really thank yeah. you and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very glad to hear to hear it I, yeah. I, I, I saw I, I listen some of your pod I'm listening your podcast and uh, I'm joining, I'm joining them very, very well because uh, it's uh, it's something. It's for me having this kind of contact by the phone, by the videos. It's always something that is not the one hundred percent because it's always uh, beautiful to see the light 
on yeah. the eyes of people that uh, are loving what they are making. But mm. I think that listening to your voice, to your uh, to your passion, to your voice, I can feel uh, 100% of uh, of your passion. But I remember your passion from uh, from our. Uh, from our <laughs> from our drink day drink day yeah that's a better <laughs> it was a whole yeah. day thank you very much Bye. thank you Ivano so, and, uh, can't wait to to, to be in your cellar again at, the, at this little pit maybe open some I, I will bring some some of my own and then, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting <laughs> me too so salute <laughs> thank you very much my friend Thanks, Thanks. <laughs> Did you like this episode and want to hear more? Then please leave your rating on iTunes under the channels page that will help others to find this content in the deep sea of podcasts available. Please consider supporting the quality improvement of the content on the Winegoes Patreon site via the link in the description where you can get exclusive information and access to an invitation-only monthly roundup by donating a few euros or dollars a month. You could also recommend me new guests or just get in contact via the email address in the description or contact me on the Bangles Instagram or Facebook site. Believe me, I don't mind. See you soon and keep on enjoying the ghosts.